take it slow Won't be no faking I'm seeing flashes in my mind Let's just get naked Nowhere to run Nowhere to hide I just wanna feel it deep in your insides Just give me your permission Don't tell Hey man, say man, it's your boy Ferocious This is Mix Your Dope Podcast Where I interview my creative friends and family about their journey uh, As creatives and in life um, So yeah man, uh, got a special guest on the platform today Got my dog man, the soul brother himself Bray Lenny, what's happening man? Man, I'm just happy to be here, you already know you know what it's what it is, how we do it. So I'm excited to get this thing popping, man. Yes, sir, man. So, so we're gonna start this off like, so, man. Like, when did when did you uh, realize that you had a creative gift? Like, like how old were you? Man, I was five years old when I when I knew I loved music and I could sing and do all that. So, I music been a part of my life since five years old. But actually, being a recording artist, probably 2010. 2010. Yep. Okay, so. When you was a kid, like, did you, uh, you grew up in the church? Yes, on and off. But yeah, I grew up in the church. Grandma, mama, everybody, yeah. Was you, uh, was you singing in church? It's in the choir. Okay, so you're a choir boy. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, in high school, was you, was you, uh, I know you played sports. Was you a band, was you in band too? In high school, I was, uh, in, in choir all four years. I was actually a magical freshman Uh, all four years. Talk your shit, man. Yeah. That, that, that ain't no, that ain't no small thing that when you, Everybody that's in magicals, they they liked it. Yeah. So we, I yeah. was in magical all four years from freshman, so it was it was a dope experience. So, but you did you played sports too, right? Sports, football, basketball, yeah. soccer. Yeah. All right. So how did you balance it? Like, well, one thing that's funny is nowadays a lot of these a lot more of these kids work now. Yeah. So I can say a big thing that helped me balance it was I wasn't working. Mama just let me focus on my extracurriculars. Yeah, so yeah. Shout out to mama. Nah, shout out to moms, man. Um. So you said 2010 is when you became a recording artist. Before that, like, so you produce and you you were artist as well. Before you was a recording artist, was you producing for anybody or doing any type of behind the scenes stuff? I was not. I was just strictly singing, um, performing and singing. That's all I was on. Then okay. um, 2010 met a guy named KG. So you was performing before you was recording. Yeah, I was okay. Performing. So you like live performing. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, I always been doing that the whole time. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you gonna say KG? KG, um, I met him at ASU. I was there on a choir scholarship. Um, it was half half ride scholarship. Uh, met KG. Never seen this cat before, and uh, I tell everybody this story because it's the story that it's the reason I'm here right now. But um, I met KG in the student union. We got to chopping it up about music. I swear, not even three hours after meeting this dude, we was in his dorm room and we cut like eight songs in three Ooh, hours. That's crazy. After we just met, so. Yeah. It clicked in me. That day, I called my mom and said, I'm coming home. I said, I'm leaving school. I know what I want to do with my life. That one instance got me to where I am right now. So, And, and see, man, that just like that decisiveness, like that's important, man. No, knowing that about yourself, like, oh, no, this is different. Yeah. So the songs that y'all cut, was these like tracks he already had or y'all was like cooking from the ground up? Man, we did a whole eight track mixtape on Erica Badu beats, Maxwell beats, like and we called right. it Neo Hip Hop. It was he could he was an MC, he is an MC, and he got the brain, I got the creativity, so we just messed it all together. My voice, his brain, all that stuff, and it was crazy. So he was spinning, you kinda was just 
singing, doing the hooks, yeah. crazy. Yep, just oh, crazy. And y'all and y'all came up with that concept of the project like on the fly. On oh, that's the different. Fly. That's different, bro. Yep. Man, where is that music at now, man? I want to hear. Man, it. it's I'm gonna send you all this. It's like seven, eight tracks. I email them today. It's yeah. called Musings. That was the project, bro. That's hard. That's hard. Yeah. So and that that was in that was in what year? That was in twenty ten. Uh, that was in twenty ten. Okay, October twenty ten. So after that project, what was the first thing you worked on that, that was just your stuff? The first solo project I worked on, uh, I did two little mixtapes. I don't know which one was first, but it was I had the solo debut. That probably was it. Then I had one called Higher Learning. I don't know which one was first, but that was back to back. Yeah, it was like um, January twenty eleven when I dropped them. So as soon as I left college, I was on it. Nah. And, and so after you came back, then you was uh you was teaching immediately when you came back? Well I was uh I didn't when I came back I had a few jobs, but I was doing music and jobs. I didn't start doing my security at the high school till twenty thirteen. So it was it was a two, three year period of just working, trying to figure out who I am, you know, in life. Yeah, yeah. Being a black man out here. So what was the, I don't want to speed pass, but what was the moment like when you decided to just go full time with music? Like what, what what was the inspiration behind it rather? So man, honestly, I had been contemplating quitting my job because I was the head of security at Hall High for eight years. That's my, that's my alma mater. Yeah. Shout out to Hall High, man. It's a good place, man. People try to paint it, but nah, bro, it's a great school, bro. Um, I have been thinking about quitting for it three, four years before I actually quit in 2019. Um, but the kids, man, I couldn't leave them. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not much older than them, but I know they needed me, and I just felt like that was my due diligence to society was to keep helping these kids, bro, because a lot of them are misled and need love, bro. So I couldn't leave them. But once I finally, after three years, I built the strength and the wherewithal to do it, man. So Yeah. What, was it scary at first? Um, honestly, I'll say yes. I'll, I when you do something new, it's always a little, you know, hesitancy. But I don't even want to say scary; it's just different. Um, cause I was already grinding. I was doing everything 100 miles per hour. I was doing 30 things 100 miles per hour. But um, I was already doing my weddings. I was already performing, band managing, running the studio. But it was actually free. I was yeah. free. Yeah, I got to put that time and energy into me. So, let's talk about that, man. Cause like, bro, you do a lot of stuff. Like, how do you how do you compartmentalize all those different hats and do them to the utmost? Cause I done seen you work, and I just look at all the stuff you got going. You're not slacking on any area of those things, man. I'ma say, God, I'ma give him credit on that. A little bit of God, but as far as me, like what I do personally, man, it's the mindset. Yeah, you know. Go hard, go home. That's and, a fact. And I got to go hard. Um, I, I feel like I could work even harder. That's the bad part. I got friends and family telling me, you know, slow down. And I did have to learn how to, it's okay to take a break. we humans. So I had to learn how to take breaks. But if it's not break time, I'm going hard. Yeah. And it's just a mindset. And so so with that, it just came natural to you. Came natural. That's a blessing, man. It's a blessing. Because some people got to work years to get to that mindset. Just like, even like we're working out, some people got to like, they got to really lock in and be like, okay, this is what I'm doing. So to just to just have that. I feel like another thing is knowing your goal and understanding it's not going to be easy. You can, 
You can work hard, 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 hard and something never pan out. But the moment you quit is the day that you didn't know. One more day in here, you would have had what you was working for. So if you got a goal, that should be that should be the incentive to go hard. No, that's facts. Um, so out of all the different stuff that you do, do you have like a favorite? <laughs> oh man. Man, I don't have a favorite. I love it all. Uh well, you know, creating music, but I don't think that really counts. So I'm gonna give you another one. I'm I'm loving this hosting parties and stuff as of late, bro. That's pretty fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun to do that. Um so <clears throat> excuse me. So like I noticed like when you you want people like you always inspired like to create. Like some people they get beat block or like you always creative. Like do you ever get do you ever get like uh any blocks, any creative blocks? Man, I may get twenty minute block, but it's always in there. I just gotta sit down. Um but for the most part, I I wondered at myself how I have the ability to just create, but I think that's just me. Yeah. I think that's my special neck. Like on the stage in the studio, I can just create. No, that's, that's that's different, man. Yeah. That's different because yeah. well, I have B blocks. Sometimes, like I know, I know when when the energy is there to create, but sometimes I know when it's not. Yeah, yeah. So, so to just had it, uh, I think Jay Z said that about Timberland. He said some people just permanently inspired. Yeah, but that and that helps out. That helps out other people because. I could be like not inspired if I come around you. I'll probably catch a vibe. Yeah. Like, okay, now now yeah. I want to work on something. I think that that being a big kid uh, helps me because I'm always just having fun. So when you have fun, because we think you know when we creating this stuff, you want it to be perfect. You want it to be da da da. And some people take years to make one song. Yeah. But for me, it's expressing myself and having fun. Yeah. And if I can do that, hey, it's coming out. No pressure. No pressure. And that that's really how it should be, man. But like like you said, like I think back when when I first started making beats, it's like the freedom of ignorance, the freedom of not knowing what it's supposed to sound like or exactly what it's supposed to do. Yeah. You just you just making stuff. But like over time you get locked into a certain way of doing it. Oh, you gotta the drums gotta be like this, the the yeah. the, the, yeah. the keys gotta sound like this. But like you said, if you just creating and having fun, you can just Find textures and sounds and put it together. Yeah. The funny thing is when you when you think about it, because you're one of the greatest creators I know. But man, appreciate that, bro. If it was a rule to music, we all would do it the same way. Yeah, it's not no rules. So do it however you feel. That's heavy. Yeah, that's heavy, man. Um, so out of your out of your whole time of creating, how many songs would you say you you made? Released and unreleased. Yeah, just period. Period first. Then we'll get to we'll get to the uh, release. Probably fifteen hundred. Fifteen hundred. Fifteen hundred. That's a that's a heavy catalog. And you got you how many albums deep? That I've released since twenty ten. I'm probably at like fifteen, sixteen. Bro, that's 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 veteran numbers. Yeah. Like that ain't no that ain't nothing small, man. Yeah. Nah, that's dope. That's dope. Um you also like you one of the type of producers like you like a Quincy Jones like you got like a squad of musicians like you know how to get musicians in a room together and get the best out of all of those like how how is that experience like how is that working? Man, it's amazing to to be connected with musicians and not only be connected but to be respected first of all because man, it's hard to get people respect but um being able to lead and and manage personalities and talents is 
another special trait that I've been blessed with because everybody, like I said, creates and hears music differently. So I have to know what part of the music would best cater to you and what part of the music you cater best to. So it's all about knowing your personnel. Yeah. And if you know that, you can do some wonderful things. It's like just being a magician, putting the pieces together. Facts. Yeah, man, because you, you you work with some some hella fine musicians, yeah. man. Like some of them that I went to school with, uh, like, you know, me and Kev went to school together. That's my boy. He yeah, cold. Man. That's a dog. You got CJ. Uh, what you got? Um, Ashton, so Ashton. many, man. Yeah, shout out to Ashton, man. Like, now you got... Y'all, yeah, y'all on the squad, man. Just like when when I get my hands on records that y'all done worked on, I'd be like, man, yeah. I'd be like a kid in a candy store. It's it's I'm gonna say this, like, I love the fact that these are my people and stuff because I wouldn't dare go on the stage and try to play an instrument. I do it in the studio, but I can have an idea and I may can't get it out how it needs to be gotten out. Yeah. But I can call one of them. And they going to take it and go, you know, they going to take it over the top. So it's so dope to have that, you know, that option. Yeah, man. Um. So do you have a, do you have a favorite instrument? Whew. Um, I think it changed depending on how I feel, but I'll just say um, the guitar, the lead guitar, man. Okay. So, so like speak on that, speak on your love for like the guitar. Like what, like what is it about that instrument that just. It, you can play chords on it like a piano. You can be percussive with it like a drum. So um, if I was performing and I didn't have a drummer and a piano player, I could still get all the feelings, all the soul that need to come out, I can get it out with this one instrument. Yeah. And when when somebody is a master at the guitar, that's a, a different level of musicianship because guitar can do some sexy stuff, man. That's a fact. Like, and it's one of the, I say this too, it's like, um, especially now, like technology is so advanced, you can find sounds in these VSTs that can mimic a lot of these instruments, yeah. damn it to the T. The guitar is one you, cannot you can't do find it. in a VST. Well, I, I haven't yet. If somebody, if somebody know. Let us know. Yeah, but like, that's one I can't, I can't find a sound in a VST that perfectly mimics a guitar, especially we're talking about like hammer-ons, hammer-offs, just certain. Well, if you think about it, you know a bass. That's just holding it down. That's the lows. But it's a lot more finger movement with them guitar chords and stuff. You can't do that with that. Nah. Yeah. All right, so controversial question. Here we go. Top five guitar players of all time. That's a good question. Um, And you know what? I'm not even going to go super crazy. I'm going to put um, Jimi Hendrix on there, birthday buddy, November 27th. Shout out to Jimmy. Sir. Um, just to give my girl some love, if, if we don't talk about her no more, I'm putting her on there because she the first female to get a, a, a Fender named after her. So like first, like first in history? First in history. Wow, okay. And she 23, 24. Yeah. So come on now. She's serious with it. Um, The next three... I'm like you said in your podcast, we ain't looking at the big, we're looking at what's next to us. I'm gonna shout out my guy Sam Clark, uh Jordan Craig Head, and a young cat from Little Rock who I really let me shout out LaChaz too. Let yeah, me shout out LaChaz. Yeah, shout out Chaz. But this is somebody I called this like 10 years ago, and everybody called it because we know his greatness. D Rex Williams. D Rex Williams. Little Rock. Well, he from Helena, 
the kid is the best in the world. On I think that I think Rex worked with uh, Question. If, I, if I'm not Probably mistaken, so. yeah. Then he because he then he moved to California. Yes. Yeah, that's Rex. Yeah, that's Rex. He he played a lot of Question production. Yeah, shout out Rex, man. Rex crazy with it. That's all I can say. Yeah, he crazy with it. Yeah. That's a, that's a good list. Um, and so so you said Jimi Hendrix and then her. Yep. Them them yo like yo yo top two for like. Fame, man, it's a lot more. Uh, but that's I. You gave me the five, so that's what I'm gonna stick with. Okay, okay. Nah, that's that's a good list, though. That's a good list. Um, so, you know, you really big on soul music. So, talk about your 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 love for for soul music, man. Like, when when did that love start for that particular genre? And just you know, just your your affinity for soul, man. This another shout out to Mama. Um, when I was a kid. We used to watch the Temptations movie, the Jackson Classic. Five, the Eight Hour Jackson Five movie. Classic. Um, five Heartbeats. We used to watch that stuff all the time. I used to watch documentaries on Barry Gordy and Motown, and um, I got a lot of family in Detroit. So every every summer we go up there and visit, and my mom take me to the Hitsville Museum. See, I ain't been yet. That's on my bucket list to go, bro. Man, it's amazing. And you in the same studio that. 30 legends have been in that the music that we, you know. Um, so mama putting me on this Motown music is what got me, bro. I am a Motown head from head to toe, and uh, that's where the soul came from. Yeah. Yep. Now, them dudes, like, they was different, man. Like, the, 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 the feeling. The feeling and the fact of how they was making songs in, like, a factory format, but with, analog equipment because you know like I know like on a keyboard you can capture a production sound yeah but with live musicians to capture a sound and to recreate it over and over again that takes some it's brilliancy yeah it takes some work man because they was cranking out they was cranking out songs like an actual factory and they were recording it on tape so any mistakes it's on there and yeah. it was minimal mistakes yeah and you had to be a, a hell of a musician because if one person mess up and y'all on this on this this reel and this recording to this tape and you gotta redo it, it's like somebody finna get pissed off at you. Like, ah oh, man, you messed that you yep. messed that bass lick up in, in the in the uh the fourteenth bar. Yep. So we gotta start all over again. Yep. That's Crazy. true. All right. So top five soul artists. Man, <laughs> that's loaded, bro. Um, I'm gonna ask you for uh, can I do ten? Cause I can just shoot. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause that's and I don't have no order, but we're gonna go Music Soul Child. You know he on the you know how we talk about him. Be Me, music Soul Child, Jasmine Sullivan, um, her. I love me some her. D'Angelo. Um, I put Lauren Hill on there, man. Yeah. I man, that one album is so timeless, brother. Um we I got five more. Talking about give me ten and now I can't think. Um, John Legend is on there for me. I, would you consider him soul? Or so when he first came out, I would. Cause that's when I. That's when he. You know. Yeah. Um, it's kind of hard. Like he. He still has aspects of soul, but he kind of. I ain't gonna say he went mainstream. He's more. The poppy. You're the pop. He he, he jumps around. Okay. He he's more he's more multifaceted. Okay, so I, I go Marvin Gaye. Okay, Stevie. Um, now I guess Beyonce the same thing as John. 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah, pops around. So I got three more. Soul, soul, soul. Um, R. Lennox got some soul. What yeah. What do you think about that? Yeah, yeah. Put on there. Um, this is so good. BJ the Chicago kid. Oh, yeah. He, he, he wanted the one. He been wanted the one. <laughs> and I got one more. Um, trying to think outside the box. Um, And Usher is another pop around, right? With Beyonce and John right. Legend. Yeah, Usher definitely. Yeah, I give you that for sure. Definitely uh, so. Okay, Usher. Yeah. 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 That's a hell of a list. Hell of a list. Um, excuse me. Why I got me burping. Hey, man. That Pinot Grigio. Yes, sir. Um, so, when you, when you create music, how do you come up with concepts? Man. This and this answer gonna be so simple. I got it written out. Anybody who ever asked me this, this you're gonna get this answer every time. <laughs> Three things um, observation, imagination, and experience. Those are my that's three. A bar. That's, that's a handbook. Bro, you just gave a songwriting handbook. That's those are my three songwriting. That's where it's coming from. One of them three. Yeah. Yep. So with songwriting, uh, how did you hone your skills? Man, and I hate to keep giving you these same answers, bro, but it's just a blessing because I'm—I've always been a great writer, even since elementary, middle, high school, college. Like, was you in, was you in, uh, was you in GT? Yep, yep, same. Yep, hey, it's real, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've always been a great writer, and uh, I know how to express myself. And this is this is a podcast, so we can be transparent. I know how to lie. Okay. That's not that's not good to just say, but when I said imagination, that's a fact. I heard I heard a uh, Adonis, Shropshire. He wanted uh he wanted a uh, songwriters that I really admire. Uh, he was in uh he come from like Brian Michael Cox camp, so he yeah. wrote a lot of stuff for like Monica Usher, a lot of people. Ooh. But he said that he said he, he you know he he an Atlanta dude. He's like nigga, every great songwriter know how to lie. He literally said that. <laughs> well, I need to find that interview because I mean you gotta appeal to people. I mean it's crazy, bro. Yeah, I, I you know what? And now that you say that, man, I think about when I was younger. I would lie. I would my my dad used to say something all the time. He'd be like, "Man, you always you be practicing lying." I really was, but it like I wasn't lying to get out of trouble. I just used to make up these elaborate stories just to see who would believe. And that was I'm just playing. But that's creativity. I mean, you can look at it so many ways, but at the end of the day, if we talking about songwriting, it's creativity. Nah, that's man, and to just put that together from childhood to right now, that's crazy. So. So you, you like when you first start writing songs, um, can you can you can you see like the evolution? Yes, I I know the one constant with my songwriting is I'm typically a balladeer, love okay. songs, shouty. Uh, but now I can like I say, I'll branch out, write about politics, you know, world peace, um, anything, sports, whatever the case may be, I'll write about it. Um, but I definitely see the evolution. And it's not necessarily the writing is, itself; it's the arrangement. Uh, I'm I'm learning, still learning. I found my sound, but now I'm learning how to arrange it, how to produce it, how to you know drop this in, drop this out. And that's why I appreciate you because I can call you at at two a.m. on a Thursday and you'll answer. And I got my random producer question yeah. and you'll bless me. So I I I I'm grateful for your friendship, Don. Everybody else, I can ask questions like. Why would you do this right here? Why did you do that? And you can 
explain it to me, and I'm you know I'm learning something. Likewise, that's how you know that that's where growth comes from, man. Like we got to bounce off each other, and a lot of times, me personally, I feel like <clears throat> some of the older guys oh, they boy. miss out on tapping in with other generations of people that's much younger than them yeah. because it's our job to like give our experience or whatever we can yep. from our generation. But then music is always changing and evolving. Constantly. So, so if I'm not tapping in with somebody that's younger, then I get lost in doing the same stuff yep. I was doing 10 years ago. Yep. So that, that, that back and forth, that's very uh, necessary, very necessary, man. Yep. And, I, and I appreciate that too. Um, Do you have, a favorite song that you've created? Man, and that, see, you got some good questions, brother. Um, I love everything I've ever wrote because it always comes from my heart. Now, favorite, 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 I always just do this top three, no particular order, Wild Side, Chance, and Make Show. Okay. They're my favorite three. Um, and I got some, I got a new song called Galaxy. I'm probably going to drop it 2023. Yes, sir. Man, it's a heavy hit. It's one of them ones, huh? It's one of them ones. And honestly, I was talking to somebody the other day about that song. That may be my favorite song I've ever written, but it's not released yet, so I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna say that yet. Most most creators, their favorite stuff used to be like the newest stuff they just did. Yeah. So, yeah. um, do you do you write for other artists? Like, have you have you done that quite a bit? Man, I will. Time kind of funny because, like you said, I got fifty musical jobs, and writing for other people is probably the only thing I haven't been doing. Yeah. Um, and I will. Nobody, people ask me for hooks and stuff, but I haven't wrote a full song for anybody. I be doing hooks for people and stuff like that. I tell you this, man. It's as a creative, it's a different experience because when you when you write a lyric and a melody or produce a song, to hear somebody else sing it, especially like like. I find a lot of joy in writing for women. Yes. Because it's something that I, I I cannot execute. So to hear a woman singing your lyrics, even if you put yourself in a woman's shoes like lyrically, but then to hear her deliver it, it's almost like a it's almost like you didn't create it. It's like a, it's like an out of body experience. It's like hearing it from a whole objective a, a, a different objective. I, I'm so happy you said that because you just made me think to the question you just asked me. Now, it's still, no, I haven't done it full time a lot, but you are an amazing producer, engineer, and everything in music. So you can write something hearing somebody else doing yeah. it. I I, I can uh, speak on the time when I've executed that with two. Uh, me and Timothy Bloom did a feature. Okay. And the vocals I wrote and sang them, I sent them the rough draft. I was hearing him while I was writing this. Yeah. And when he sent it back, it was everything I knew it would be better. Yep. And I'm like, wow. And I also did that same thing for, you know, the track we got with Tiffany Goucher. Yeah. And she iced it. So it's See, dope putting yourself in other people's shoes. And and, and when I heard that song with, with Tiffany, like, yeah, you, as soon as you let me hear it, I was like, yeah, you you locked in on that formula. It just, it just, it just screamed her, her energy on it. Yeah. Yeah, man, I can't wait for, can't wait for you to drop that one, man. It's going to be crazy. Valentine. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. Um, so let's touch on like the 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 wedding singer piece, man. You oh, you man. A, you a for real like wedding performer, bro. Like how 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 do you like that? Cause it, it, it when I just see your videos, man, it just look like so much fun, bro. 
Um, and you're such a people person, like you you have infectious energy, so you know how to like really just make people feel a lot of joy. Yeah. Aside from just the performance, like you would get on the floor, you would turn up. Yeah. Yeah. Just just speak a little bit about that. And that's that experience. First of all, it's a blessing to to do this. Um, I am. I'm joining somebody on a night that they'll never forget. And my job, it may be the most full of pressure of any job there, is to make sure they enjoy their night. Yeah. That's all on my shoulders. They'll never forget you. They'll never forget me. If I did bad, if I did great, but they'll never forget me. But um, you take that pressure and the expectations and, and the nervousness and you – Find a way to transfer all this, you know, energy and make it good. So I'm good at transferring energy. And um, like I say, it's a blessing to just be here with these people on a special night and know that they can trust that they trusted me to get them a good time. Yeah. And uh, that's what it's all about, man. I done done 500 weddings and and never had a bad night. So that that stuff is amazing, bro. What's the uh What's the wildest thing that ever happened at like one of the uh, one of the weddings? <laughs> Man, we don't have some stuff. We don't have people take their shirts off and get on tables. Um, people take their shirts off and get on stage. Uh, the, like while you performing? While I'm performing, oh, lit, having a good time. I had some dudes doing the worm the other day. Man, you you'll never be surprised at what you see. Some dope stuff. We had a um, one guy. For the takeoff and the exit, they flew off in a private jet, bro. Man. Player. Yeah. Player. And we just did a um, a wedding at the Little Rock Zoo. I saw that. And, man, honestly, that was the craziest party vibe ever because every who, – who can say they did a wedding reception at the zoo? That they yeah. went to one, that they performed at one, whatever it may be, nobody. So people came there and they were just ready to party. Yeah. Like the bride and groom didn't even get the – do they speech and stuff? People was trying to party, bro. So they just skipped the whole speech. They, we we didn't let them skip it, but they was trying to like play some music. Dude. They was ready to roll. Yeah. So we sped through their speeches and stuff, and we just parted. Man, nah, that's yeah, that's that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. So let me ask you. I asked you, uh, you know, favorite instrument. Do you have a least favorite instrument? A least favorite instrument, man. Probably not. You you love them all, huh? Yeah, because everything has a purpose. And I was just telling somebody the other day, you know, I may not like something, but you might like it. Yeah. You may not like something, but but I like it. So it's necessary because somebody going to like it. So I just look at instruments and music as a whole is just because I don't gravitate towards something it's a whole nother universe full of people. Yeah. Somebody may have needed that. So Yeah. Yeah. What's the uh what's the longest you ever worked on one song? Bro, it it's scary for me <laughs> with music because I can finish a song in an hour, bro. The beat, the lyrics, everything. I'll come record it the next day, but the whole draft, I can just knock it out. So the longest I probably worked on a song was a week. A week. And that's when I'm trying to like be tedious about it you know like get to that nitty gritty um have you ever have you ever had instances where you lost a song like computer shut down or something like that man my first deal my first <laughs> my first deal all of that stuff is gone 
Um, yeah, that's probably two hundred songs from from ten years ago. Man, it's gone. And so you were saving them directly to the computer, not on the hard drive. To the computer and it crashed. You learned your lesson though, huh? Exter- you, external hard drive. External. Back it every up. Every producer had that story, man. Back every, it up. Every producer had that story. Like, yeah. I don't save nothing to the computer. Everything is on the external drive always. And that's the safest and smartest route to take, cause man. So, let's talk about man. Like, let's talk about your networking ability, cause you a you a supreme network person. Like, even when it comes down to like securing features, just tapping in with certain artists that might be outside of the state, independent artists, uh, major artists. Like, um, give some game on there. Like, just like protocol that can help artists that you know that's looking them. They might want to, you know, they might want to uh, contact a Bosco or they might want to hit up a Tiffany Goucher. Like what's the like just like what's the best way that you was that you would say of doing fi- those type of things? The first thing is you know be professional. You are a professional if you if you deem yourself a professional vocalist, engineer, whatever that may be, be professional. Yeah. Uh, number two, be be nice, be kind, uh, make people feel good. That's not fake. That's not stunning. But make people feel good because you want this person to work with you. So. They don't need to feel no bad energy. Right. So good energy. Um, and the other thing is uh, being specific on what your goal is and what you want to do with them. Okay. A lot of people don't know what they want to do when they reach out to somebody. So before you reach out to anybody, have your ducks in a row. Right. Um, and also understand if you if it's a feature or if it's a party or a show or whatever the case may be, a show, we talking money. Most times, so make sure you got a budget. Make sure you understand this may this may cost you a little bit. Um, nobody doing favors, bro. So just be professional. This is not your best friend. This is somebody you want to work with, and that's the biggest thing I can beat in anybody here over and over is you can be talented, you can even work hard, but your professionalism will stand out. Yeah, nobody can question that, and everybody loved that. Um, so I'm glad you said that. So my next my next thing is so you a person, like you really invest in yourself. Yeah. Like, where did them principles come from? Bro, if I feel like playing sports, this is where sports come in my life, uh coming to this question. Like playing sports taught me teamwork. It taught me uh, you know, you gotta lose in life. You gonna lose. You ain't gonna win every game you play. But most importantly, it taught me the hard work that's necessary to do anything. So having teammates that may have been faster than me, stronger than me, whatever the case may be, if you can outwork them, you can get that starting spot. Yeah. No matter what. They may shoot better than you, whatever the case may be. It's all about that work ethic, bro. Uh, You're the second person that's been on the platform that said that – I had my, my dog Braceface on here. Shout out to Braceface. Yeah. He, he said the same thing about his sports background and how it directly, you know, helped him like when it comes to like business and just uh-huh. entrepreneurship. Um just build character. Okay. So aside from well, on top of that, financially investing, like what is the mindset? Like what what is the mindset when it comes to that? Big crit. Said this one lyric, and man, I hate that this is my motto, but he said it took some losses just to win. And uh, every time I hear Big Crit say that, I feel like he talking to me, brother. Yeah, yeah. Um, like I was just saying, you know, 
you're gonna lose. Um, no matter if it's we ain't, it's not just in music and life. Nobody got a hundred percent batting record. Um, so understanding that this investment may not pan out how you expected it to, and if it do, you won. But just understanding that a lot of the things we do in life is a risk, bro. Because none of us know the future. Yeah, you may not have to invest nothing at all, and you may win tomorrow, but. If you want to win, you investing is a part of it. It's a part of it, and you need to get used to it. And you're only going to get out of what you put into it. So if, it. if you're not investing much, you're going to get just that. It, it's a, I know you didn't ask me this, but it's a pet peeve of mine to watch and know people personally that don't invest in their craft because now I'm asking, is this really your craft? Because right. how are you serious about some? And you won't invest in it. Yeah. That that baffles me. You go back to you go back to mindset, like. And the thing about them is like <clears throat> when you when you lack the in, the mindset to invest, you really living in a scarcity mindset. Yep. Even if it, even if you might not have the the particular budget you want, you still have to invest and you gotta know that you're going to get it back. And yeah. most times when you know that, it, it's actually going to come back to you. So, funny story. And this is your story. This ain't my story. You pay for all your studio equipment. Yeah, absolutely. Years ago. Yeah. You have owned this stuff for years. Yeah. You make profit off it now, right? Absolutely. So, why would you not invest if you know, initially, yeah, you're going to go in the hole, but people, I don't think people, people's too stuck in the moment and they don't look at down the road because it is a bigger picture. Yeah. And, yeah. You got to be able to look at that bigger picture. Right now, I just uh, paid 5000 for some PA equipment. But after 10 wedding gigs, I'm going to be up 5000 Right. What's, you know, invest. Yeah. And, yeah, man. Like, a lot of people do not see it that way. It's really that simple. Like, how you just put it, it's that simple. Yeah. Like, you spent $1,000 on a microphone. After somebody record or do this or do that, and you do a couple of jobs... It's paid for. It's paid for. Yeah, and it's really, it's really that simple. Yep. Um. So, let me ask you this: as a songwriter, they said something in the movie. Uh, I think it was a uh, Five Heartbeats. Yeah. When they uh, I think Robin Town, Robert Townsend's character, when they said they said oh, he got some good songs, but he'll be a much better songwriter when he go through a little bit of heartbreak. How much has that um? dictated like your 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 songwriting ability like because like all the writers i know you know that's a, a, a that's a common uh, conversation we have like being getting heartbroken it like it turn you into an ex-man yeah. as a songwriter yeah. so talk talk about that a little bit man all my exes shout out to you because you <laughs> helped me hey all of y'all yeah. beautiful queens you know things didn't work out but you know i got to get off my expression and my skill and my hobby and my talent Due to these situations, yeah, it's unfortunate. Nobody going to some wanting to not work out, but on the flip, if you can write about it, it didn't hurt you that bad. So, Absolutely. you know, get it out. And I appreciate every experience because everything you go through shapes you to be who you are. And if yeah, you, and it builds your perspective. Yep, yep, yep. 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 Then you become like, especially when it comes to a concept. If you then lived a lot of life. 
it's like a bullseye. You be able to hit that bullseye in because yep. when you sit down with somebody, y'all paint a picture of what the song going to be about. It's like, oh, yeah, I've been through that, so I know these particular details yes. and how to weave the story together. Yep. Yeah, man. Um, If this is random, Music Soul Child got a song called Be Friends. Yep. Uh, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. When I went through my first big, big heartbreak in college, when I left college, that's around the time the album came out. I probably played that song 50, 11 times. Yeah. And it got me through it. But that's the power of penmanship and writing and experience, like your life experience on a piece of paper, on a record. That's the power of it. Yeah, one of my uh, one of my mentors, Tony Anthony, he, he, uh, he told me, he said, um, being true to your art and writing from a certain place, he said, it's like a vibration on the wall. He said, when you being authentic and true in a record, he said, it's like somebody on the other side of this wall and they they able to vibrate the wall. He said, you can feel it on this side. He said, that's what you're supposed to do for the listener. When they listen to the song, they're yep. supposed to know that, oh, I can feel what this person was going through when they wrote the song. So let me ask you what you think about this. And I know I ain't supposed to be asking questions. No, no, no. This is an open conversation, bro. It's not a, it, This is not an interview. It's a conversation. There we go. Yeah. Um. My biggest mantra with music, and as far as just creating it, I always tell people, kids, students, whether I'm speaking, no matter what, I say express, not impress. And when I say wow. that, I'm not saying I don't want people to like my music. Everybody wants people to like it. But I want to express my feelings and my thoughts and my emotions. And if I can impress you with that, hell yeah. But it's like I need to know that I got off what I was feeling. Yes. And that's what make it real to me. And you know, if it's fun, if it feel good, if people rocking with it, hell yeah, who don't want that? But what's more important to me is to make sure that I'm being transparent on the record. Yeah, yeah. So what's your what's your approach to melody? Oh, boy. Uh, man, I got an old neighbor, Mr. Barry. Shout out to Mr. Barry. Uh, he just called me a songbird. And yeah. And it's because as a kid playing outside, kickball, football, whatever, I'm always singing. And ever since just being a kid, like I said, their melodies just come to me, bro. They just come out. Like, that's the that's the fun of being on stage is that I hear the band. I can make a melody on anything at the drop of dime, no matter what point of the song. I can start doing something. Then Ashton coming with the harmony. Camille with the other harmony, and now we got some crazy going on on stage. So melody's just my thing. Yeah, man. And then you, you know, you, you a real like, you a real creative person. Even in your live says like you, you have different technology that you implement. Yeah, that I don't see a lot of people. Do. Yeah, like even like the um the voice box. You got the voice box, and you got the guitar. Like, and uh, what's the uh, what's the other thing uh, with the with the beam on it? Um, the Thurman. The Thurman. Yeah. Yeah, like. Like, what's your mindset on implementing those things? Like, did you look at it like, okay, these things are setting me apart live, or, or, or you just like, just being just creative? A, a little bit of it is actually the look, what because pe people don't see a keytar every day, or people don't like, what is that on his mic? How he doing that? I want you to ask that because yeah. that means got you hooked. Production value. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's also, you know, we wouldn't just have no trash sound on the stage, so I got to make sure it sound good, too. Right, right. Um, so it's it's a little bit of both, but if if I can get you to be like, what is that? How is he doing this? That's a good question to have your listeners asking. Come to another show and find out. 
Or come holler me after the show. So, so speaking on that, do you know that? Um, so Roger Troutman, you know, he's one of my biggest inspirations, yes, sir. right? Yes, sir. So rest in peace, Roger Troutman. Yep. Um, do you know that they said like <clears throat> the particular keyboards and stuff he he used, he would have them in a black box to where you can't see them. So That's he he had a talk box, but he had everything covered up. To questions where, to where you can't see. It's the element. I don't want to say of surprise, but it's mystery. Mystery. Yeah. Mystery, and he talked about how, like you know, when when he first started using those on stage, he said people just stop and they just be so captivated, like what is that? It's a voice, but it's a it's an instrument. Bro, he broke the game. Nah, he did. He, he broke did, the bro. game. Uh, I read a post the other day about the computer love and how he spoke on. Look at now, look at now. Come on, man. Tinder, Facebook, dating, all this stuff. He called it. He was futuristic, and you know he doesn't get a lot of he doesn't get the same credit of a Stevie Wonder and Prince. Because and the fact that he was, he was doing everything like he was going in the studio, writing, producing, mixing. Bro, I I feel like when you're a unicorn, you don't always get the credit as somebody who was super great at this one or two things. Somebody who can do ten things at an amazing level, and I feel like the reason is because you couldn't just focus on one of them. Yeah. When when somebody get to focus on one thing, they put on the forefront. I'm doing ten things, so you probably won't ever see me because I'm always moving. Like the, uh, that made me think of like the Flash. Yep, I'm always moving, so you don't see how great I, you know how great I'm, but you can't see it. Um, this one person that just sing every every show, you see that every time. This dude backstage, this dude running the lights, this the manager. He built the contract. People don't see that, so. I don't know what music I'm hearing, but I'm dancing. Yeah, 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 man. Um, do you have a what instrument do you aspire to learn and master, if any? Bro, I'm gonna be genuine with you. It's not a specific instrument, but um, I need to be better about knowing the chords and all the basic stuff to the piano. I need to do. I know it, but I don't know it. I could be much better. Something I'm like theory. Theory. Okay. I'm just having fun, and I know where to go. I know what sounds good, but I need to know, and not just always be experimenting. So that's what I say. So, so do you feel like at this point, since you already built up the creativity, now learning will be different for you? Because I've heard people say, um, like in the beginning, if you learn a certain way, then you'll be kind of. Stuck, stuck in know. that way yeah. of doing things, and it, I ain't gonna say what, I ain't gonna say that always it hindered the creativity, but sometimes you'll be just formatical. Yeah, I feel like I got the mental fortitude to do it, but um, I want to call it an issue. But my thing of creating is always just being free, so that probably would clash, um, because you can't be free if you're being structured. Um, yeah. so I'd have to bend a little bit. Definitely have to bend. Right, that makes sense. Um, and man, like a lot of people don't know, man, you got bars too, bro. Like, like yes, you sir. can you can spit. You, yeah. you, I mean, the I, I I heard you. Um, I think the first thing I heard uh, you rap on was the the record you put out. Like the um, I don't want to get the title wrong. It was like the Black Lives Matter. Record. Yeah, yeah. The, what, was, um, what was the name of? It? Look, hell, I don't know the song. Uh, it was called um, it was for George Floyd, the protest song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was yeah. the first time I heard you spit. Then of course you was on the cipher uh, with Kadeem. Yeah, having fun, man. I um I wrote a bar the other day. I'm gonna spit it with you. I'm gonna let you hear yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the story behind this is, I said this bar to my best friend Henry, and I said, "Man, what you think about that?" 
He said, that sounds like some Saha shit. Boy, I got so happy, boy. I was from the flip out there. That's that's how I got right there. That's the pin king. But the bar is um um I don't know why I'm going blank right now. Hold on, Pharaoh. Let me can I pull it up? Yeah, yeah. Um Okay, it's spinning a web I knew would crush a whole wide world. Man, Charlotte or Peter couldn't even save that girl. Come on, man. Yeah. Come on, man. Yeah. Everybody remembers Charlotte in the web in elementary school, man. Yep. Everybody. Yep. Now, that's hard. That's hard. So, yeah. There was a few entendres in there, and, and I can't wait to drop that one. Yeah. So, you're going you gonna to put that on the actual, actual record? Yeah. The song, it's going to be Water Remix. It's a song I did uh, when COVID hit big, and I dropped those five or six albums. It was a song called Water, but I made a remix to it. So look, I'm glad you just said that, man. Um, and this this is something I haven't asked anybody on the platform yet. Talk about being a creative through COVID, because I haven't had a lot of these conversations with my man, people about a, that. It's a good conversation. So, you know, COVID is an unfortunate happening for everybody. It changed the way of living, and a few people pass, and you know we hate that. But as far as a creative and an artist. What COVID did for not just me, but the world, we all had to shut down and slow down right? and, and take over. We, we actually got time to stop and look around you. Yeah. None of us ever get that time. You, me, nobody. We all had to stop and look around. And it was a long period of time. But during the time where I was looking around, it was time to create. Yeah. And, and I was free. I was free. Free. I could create as much as I wanted to all day because we all were stuck. Yeah. So instead of being, well, I use the word stuck. Instead of being stuck, I look at it like, uh, why not get to work? Put out that work. This is the time you can go crazy. So put in that work. Yeah. And uh, that's what I did, man. I, I, Like I said, I dropped five or six projects during that 2019, 2020 in a 365-day span, I dropped like five projects. So. Man, come on, man. That's yeah. that's their real work mode, man. That was work. That was work. Yeah. So, Man, so with, with your artistry and your career, like, like what's the end game? Like, where where you see yourself taking it? Like, where, like where do you want to take it? Man, I want to do world tours. I don't know if you can do that as an independent artist, but I'm finna try to. Absolutely can. See, that's what Absolutely I mean. That's that's the goal, man. Because, man, you can have money, you can be rich, and and I I definitely want to be well off. I don't got to be Elon Musk, but man, I want to touch people with my music. I want to have fun on stage. I want to get them the Bray Lenny experience all around the world, bro. Yeah, and, and that is my goal: is to travel, perform, and just meet new human spirits. Yeah. All around the world, kids, older people, people my age, like nothing can duplicate the joy you get of being on stage and somebody dancing, smiling, singing along with you. Nothing, it ain't nothing more powerful. Real, like you said, that's real energy transfer. Yeah, you can't, like you said, you can't duplicate that. You can't, you can't even force that. Nope. Um, so. What you want to do, like, um, like overseas, like you, you, like you want to go overseas Brother, with, with your performances and stuff. If right? I can get to London, yeah, the UK, I, and I work with a few producers over there. Uh, 
But if I can get to London, man, I feel like their appreciation for soul music is a little bit different. Absolutely. And I know that would just be an epic time, bro. That's the same way I feel about um like uh, China, the way they feel about R and B music. Yeah. You know, they they for like they really for real about real R and B music over there. Like, so I need to start pushing some stuff over there. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. Right, maybe we have to figure out these these uh these travel situations just Maybe we'll have to just go over there on the whim, man, and see see what the climate is like over there with the music. Bro, ironically, I have, I try to work with producers and engineers all over the world. Yeah. Because you don't know, we know the power of social media and how something can be viral in 10 minutes. Facts. So, I do have people in Japan, Australia, London that I work with, and I make music with them, and they drop it over there and whatever, whatever, but you just don't know when something can... Go crazy, so yeah. That's why I love planting those seeds all around the world. Yeah, man. Um, all right. So, what inspires you the most? Like, what's your like? I would say, what about life inspires your music directly? That the top thing. The top thing in life. Yeah. Um. It's it's a thing I say. People be like, "How you doing?" I say, "Happy." Healthy here, the three H's. Yeah. When I when you can check the three H's, happy, healthy here. Um, that mean, th- that, mean, that means your 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 energy. That means your your physical. Yep. And that means being present. Yep. Yeah. And when you can check those, bro, I think just the fact that I'm grateful for life is enough motivation for me, bro. Um. I got people who ain't here no more, just like you do. Same, yeah. And, Amen. you know, that don't that don't feel good. That hurts, you know. But you still here for a reason. So yeah. if you can't find your purpose through that, knowing that you got people who ain't here, I don't know, man. It's it's tough sledding, but I'm definitely just grateful, and that helps me with everything in music, just being grateful. And, and you taught me something one day. You said when you lose your ability to, uh, it was an E word, to empathize. Yeah, yeah. You may have lost it all. You taught me that in the talk we had about two months ago. That's a so, fact. That's yeah. a fact. Like, you you on your way out. Like, because yeah. that means you dead inside. Yep. For real. Yep. All right, so this is a this is a wild card question. <laughs> Since we're talking about life and, you know, we're kind of getting a little philosophical. What do you think, what, what do you think, what, what do you think is after here? After this physical plan, do you? I know you think about that because you're a deep thinker, bro. Yeah. Like you're a creative. I I know that. Man, Mama raised me, you know, to know the Lord and accept Him as my Savior. Um, and I still believe in the Lord. I got a lot of questions. <laughs> I got a lot of questions that need answers, and I don't. The number one thing that that uh, I think divides us and separates us. Is religion and spirituality. Yeah. Don't, not a, and soul, no. I don't want to cuss. I don't know. No, no no damn soul knows what happened when we leave here because we ain't left yet. Right. So it's always funny when people will judge or treat you this way, that way, because they believe this and you believe this. I'm learning as a 30 year old, just shut the fuck up. But since you asked me, um, I do believe we all have a soul and, you know, we all, have free will. We all know right from wrong. Um, heaven and the hell, I I I believe in that. But 
where we go after this, I don't know, because I don't know the criteria. We got books and all this other stuff written. Um, so if I could just be honest with you, I say it's a faith thing instead of a works thing, because I know I'm not perfect. Right. So if it was for me to be perfect, I'm going to hell, because I'm not perfect. So I'm going to just trust my faith, and, and hopefully I'll be in heaven. But that's a, a beautiful question, and my simple answer is I don't know. You know, you know what inspired that question. Um, so, and I, and I know th- this movie, it, this movie piqued the interest of everybody creative. The movie Soul, man, with you know Eddie Murphy, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hold on, was it? No, it was Jamie Foxx. My bad, Jamie yeah. Foxx. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But not it, like, and I, I actually watched that movie during the pandemic. I actually had COVID when I watched that movie, and um, yeah. I asked everybody that's creative, like about that movie, just how it was a great packed. movie. It was, man. That's, so that's what that's what uh, yeah. spawned that question or whatever. Um, so yeah, man, I think we covered a lot, man. I, and I, I know this only this part gonna be part one of many other. Oh yeah, we, yeah, we gotta do it again. Yeah, man. Um, so yeah, man, appreciate you coming on the platform. Appreciate you for having me, Pharaoh. Yes, sir, man. So this has been another episode of Mix Your Dope Podcast. I am ferocious. Yeah, hey, yeah man, we out of here. Hey, let me cut them off real quick nah, before we sure. go. Wild side of chance. Woo! Let's go. Um, and why? Wild side of chance. You gonna let me pick between the two? I love both of them. Though, you got man. me, man. Um, I would say I would only pick wild side because of two factors: that main guitar lick in the uh, in the hook, and then Bosco. Because, because I'm a huge Bosco yeah, fan. Bosco the goat, man. Nah, for real. Yeah. But both of them songs, I, man, man, I, I love a lot of your records, man. That's hard to pick. Yeah. It's hard to pick, bro. Yeah. Like you, you a you're a creative genius, man, bro. Appreciate you, brother. Big facts. Appreciate you. All right, man. So yeah, so yeah, man. This has been Bray Lenny on the Mixture Dope Podcast, man, and we out of here.